Hello everybody and welcome to episode 4 of Gaming Fix. Uh, I am your uh, moderator, uh, chairperson, host, uh, terrible improviser, Sam Harrison. And uh, seated to my, I don't know, left, east, west, geographically, we've got Alex. Hey, I really need to clip my fingernails. (laughs) (laughs) And Alex. Hi, I clipped my fingernails yesterday. Woo. <laughs> Andre? Uh, my, uh, uh, this really screwed up what I was going to say. Mulligan, Mulligan. Say my name again. Say my name again. <laughs> and uh, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> I bite my nails so I never have to cut them. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I'm actually interested in what you were going to say, Andre. I'm sorry. I just wanted to skip you for the comic effect. <laughs> Scream Queen in training, Andre Cole. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're going to shoot straight into topic of the day today. Um, and, uh, well, actually, no, that's later. Topic of the day is news. But for the time being, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Um I think three of us have the same game to talk about. I mean, I could talk about something otherwise, but I mean, I'm also okay to just talk about that for three times as long as one person can talk about one game. I don't have a lot to Uh, say about my other game, but I I feel like I should say something. But yeah. uh, I feel like um, I literally haven't played anything else, I don't think, this week. So I will take the unnamed game that we were all playing 10 minutes ago. As my game of the week, um, and uh, Alex, I feel like you can go first. Great, if that's right with you. <laughs> you picked the perfect person because I haven't really been playing many games this week. <laughs> um, okay, Alison. <laughs> no, 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 I've been, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing this game. I don't know if I don't know if it carries. Hey, oh. I've been playing a lot Celeste. of Celeste, which just came out. Uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Um, I've been. I'm about in chapter four, and it's really cool. Um, it's kind of got like I'm. I'm the kind of person who really likes massacre games. I'm not necessarily the greatest gamer in the world, but I love them. Uh, I finished Super Meat Boy, which was hell. <laughs> uh, and this this is itching the Super Meat Boy itch in a really good way, but it's also way more mechanically approachable. <laughs> Uh, especially because it has that assist mode thing. I haven't experimented with it much, but I think Allison, you had mentioned that you had kind of poked around with it. Actually, I haven't, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the assist mode exists, and it's supposed to make it a little bit of yeah. a an easier experience, yeah. which is pretty neat. It's a good game. I have nothing super deep to say about it, other because I don't want to give anything away, because it's all about mechanics and it's constantly throwing new mechanics at you. So to talk about those, would kind of, you know, pull away from the experience you might have, but it's a really good game. I think it's completely worth checking out. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, Cheska and I have been playing like an hour or two of Danganronpa again because she's never played them. So we're going back to V3 at the start and I know the ending of that game. So knowing the ending and going back to the start of that game is a real mind fuck. <laughs> so, 
I mean, Erica knows what the ending is. So, yeah. it, so Erica, knowing that ending, they actually set it up really well. But you would Do never notice it the, the first time through. Like, a lot of the dialogue sets it up really well. And a lot of the scenarios they're throwing the characters are into. When you know, you look at it and you're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Does Jessica know? She doesn't. She has not figured it out yet. We got to the end of the first okay. trial, and her her reaction was a pretty genuine, like "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> so, it seems like that game throws a lot of those at you. Yeah, it's it's really great. Um, yeah. yeah, other than that, not much gaming. We're gonna go see The Shape of Water tonight. Ooh, nice. yeah. that's cool. So, I really want to see that. Movie. You can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, other than that, not too exciting. So that's all for me for the moment. I'm more excited to hear about the game that you guys are talking and pussyfooting around. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise. Uh, how about uh, Erica? Why don't you go next? Um, so this was the game I would have talked about last week if I didn't have that horrible migraine. Um, but I've played a visual novel that I liked. So, <laughs> you know, that's the first one that that's ever happened. Uh, about, I mean, not that I have a vast experience with you them. Finally, got to Dream Daddy. <laughs> I, Pan, I played about thirty Dream Daddy. I just fell off of that real quick. But um, you know, I, I did Dream Daddy and I did Doki Doki Literature Club, and I did not like either one of those at all. So um, I was complaining to my friend Chris about it, and he uh, recommended Hatua Shoujo, which oh, yeah, I mean. I yeah, yep, first it's too. free, so you know, I was like, okay, I could commit to free, <laughs> and I can also commit to like eight ish hours for a playthrough. So, um, I've been play I've, I played, um, I got three endings on that now. Um, I've been really liking it a lot. It's you play as a boy who has a heart condition, he ends up having like a really bad um, heart attack at the beginning. And so he gets transferred into a school for students with disabilities. And, you know, you have your pick of like five to six girls, <laughs> you know, and you kind of just try to date them. You know, I don't think it's anything different than most visual novels are, you know. <laughs> but, you know, that's just my very limited experience with those type, that genre. But um, I thought the game handled the disabilities these students have very sensitively without being without just like dancing around it you know like it's it, they were explored in at least the the playthroughs that i went through and it seemed like everybody had every, all of the disabilities were put to the forefront but that wasn't what made the game so good you know like the writing in that is really good i feel like they capture the way teenagers speak to each other pretty well. Like, I mean, there's sex in that game and I feel like the sex is captured well in terms of what teenage sex is like, where it's a little awkward and a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and I thought that that was like done and handled really well. I was surprised by that. Cause you know, I have kind of a, I guess like a bias about visual novels is being like a game that like dudes just jack off to, you know? So I was like, okay, you know, the porn's coming, the sex is coming, you know, it's going to be aggressive. It's going to be, 
in your face and it's not going to really fit with the rest of this but it took you know it took four chapters to get there and it was you know i felt it was earned awesome yeah and uh that's is it on steam or is it just a free download it's free download cool yeah, it has, if I recall, when it came out, or eh, not when it came out, but a few years ago, I saw some writing about it, and uh, it does have, like, some, like, technically, like, adult enough that, like, they would have to patch it on Steam, but all the writing yeah. that I saw around that game when it came out was exactly what you're saying, like, how maturely and, and uh, how maturely it handles that subject, and it's not just, like, like just porn like it, it's yeah. it's much more meaningful than that and like there is some like erotic imagery in it but it's not uh offensive or or over the top or insensitive um and that it just handles that whole the whole subject very intelligent yeah i i would agree with that excellent okay uh allison how about yourself um, I actually, my game is the same as uh, Alex's, which I played a lot of Celeste. Uh, before this week, before that, I didn't really play much, so I was a little bit wondering, what am I going to talk about? But I ended up getting Celeste, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not as into the massacre genre of games. Like, I didn't get that far into Super Meat Boy. I liked it, but I didn't really, like, I wasn't that good at it, and I didn't really have the, when I first played it, at least, I didn't really have the... Uh, persistence to get through some of those hurdles. Um, but I do have like a, a very deep love for platformers. Um, uh, Super Mario World is one of my big childhood games that I grew up on. Uh, and uh, Shovel Knight is one of my favorite games of all time. So this is one of those where it's kind of scratching that itch. And then also, I feel like it is kind of more um, accessible into that kind of a genre. Even if you don't necessarily use the assist mode, um, there's lots of ways that you can make the game easier or harder for yourself. Uh, for example, they have a lot of um, collectibles, which are strawberries uh, around all the levels. But basically, those are just completely optional. If you want to grab them, great. Um, you can, it at the end of each level, it'll show you how many you, you've grabbed out of all of them. Which so it, it'll it's like it adds a little bit of extra challenge, but those are just completely optional, and uh, it, it feels like there's a lot of um, care that went into this game and making it accessible for people, but also has that level of difficulty if if that's what you want. And I've been enjoying that. Um, I'm still on level three, but I'm just about done with it, and it's it's been great and great on Switch to the point where I think I might have to get Super Meat Boy on Switch. <laughs> Because it seems like a pretty perfect platform for this type of game. It would. Hey, Allison. When playing mm -hmm. that game, have you run into the the ways that you can kind of take alternate paths? Like, there's obviously the yeah. the, the main path you can take, but sometimes there's like shortcuts that you might not notice. Yeah, there's there's shortcuts, and there's also like little extra rooms that you can just find or. There, I, I mean, I feel like there's a ton of stuff in this game that I haven't seen. Like, I look at the end of the game, and I, I generally try to grab every strawberry that I run across, and you see all the ones that I just didn't see. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I thought I was going around on, you know, trying to check everything, but I clearly just missed a ton of stuff. So uh, it's fun to... It's, it's I'm right now trying to just beat this thing and then maybe go back to grab all, all the strawberries and do some of the B-sides, which are, like, a lot harder than the main game. 
Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. Cool. And you're awesome. both playing that one on Switch? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm, I have it on Switch. Yeah. I'm still at that point where I'm like, if something's on Switch, that's that's the platform <laughs> I'm getting it on, pretty much. When I finished Oxenfree last week, um, and I I think we talked about this between here and then, but I did really like the ending. I like the way it went. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I was playing Oxenfree, I was like, I just want to play something else on the Switch. Like, I was searching through the store, like, trying to find something that I could spend money on. <laughs> um, I ended up downloading the Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Dragon uh, Quest uh, Builders. Uh, ah. but, uh, is that so? Is that out on Switch all the way now? It's out on Switch in like two weeks, but the demo is out. Got it. Okay. Uh, so PSA, if anyone hasn't played that game, it's a really, really yeah, cool, I, I have fun demo. That seems like the play the platform played on too. I think it might end up being yeah, a good train game. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Andre and Pat, both of you guys have brought other games than the game that I've chosen for my game of the week uh, that we've been playing together today. Um, <laughs> Andre, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat, Dragon Ball Builders sounds like a really cool game. Yeah, it does. I don't know what that would It does. Yeah, it I does. Do it. I would build capsules. You would build capsules. Yeah, yeah, and you go high levels and you know it. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna steal uh, Sam's thunder and say the game we've all been playing is Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, I've been playing it too. <laughs> uh, I've, I've only been playing it a little bit because uh, so uh, Sam's game has been taking up most of my time. Um, I've been working around in the uh, training mode, trying to like figure out combos and stuff. Um, cause I, so I can figure out like what characters I actually like, um, just because it like normally in a fighting game, I can just like pick, okay, I like this one character and then go, but this game is like a three V three tag system. So I need yeah. to find three characters I like. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that, uh, I've messed around in the story mode and like the arcade mode and stuff. Um, story mode is weird because it's, it's like framey in the cutscenes. It's all in engine. It's not like anime stuff. It's just in engine cutscene. But the um, yeah, so it's like almost visual novel. There's not like a ton of animation, but it's like framey. It's odd, it's weird. And you're um, playing on the regular PS4. Yeah, regular PS4. Yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't like hurt the experience because it's not like these crazy animated cutscenes or anything. Everything's mainly happening in the fights, but seems like the AI isn't super, like, isn't, like, scaled up in difficulty or anything. It didn't, I didn't see a difficulty slider, so it's pretty just, like, kill this guy real quick and then see the story. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. I like having at least a little bit of challenge, but the arcade mode is good for that um, because in the story mode, it's just 1v1, at least what I've seen, uh, whereas the arcade mode is actually 3v3. Uh yeah, the loot system seems fun. Kind of like you just get you get Zenny, which is their in-game currency, and the currency for the World of Dragon Ball, and then it then you use a thousand of it to buy a capsule. And the capsule has like lobby characters and colors and backgrounds for your uh, what uh, your like fighter card that people see and things like that. So you know, it's cool. good stuff like that. Uh, 
yeah, I, I look forward to getting more in depth. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm tentatively doing like a community tournament in March, uh, participating in. Sweet. So I want to get good by then. Uh, but cool. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, Pat, how about yourself? What you've been playing? So I actually went back because I was just like really, really, really wanting to play the game that we're, we've all been playing. Um, <laughs> so I spent a few nights this week going back and playing uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor, the old one, 2014 mm-hmm. uh, banger, if I remember correctly. Because mm-hmm. uh, I never finished it, and I got Shadow of War uh, on pretty heavy sale over the Steam holiday sale. And I got about halfway through Mordor last time I picked it up, and I'm, I'm kind of back to that point now. And that game deserved the accolades it got. Then that is just a fun ass video game. Um, just like I was wondering if it was going to hold up at all because I remember really liking it that year, but not finishing it. And then kind of I was kind of thinking like, eh, I don't know. There's been a lot of these kinds of games that come out since then, but it is still really, really, really good and really, really, really fun. Uh, and if it's if you haven't played either of those games and you have any love for like just open world action, I strongly recommend going back and picking it up because you can get the complete edition, like even at full price for like fifteen twenty bucks now. I think on like Steam and stuff. Um, and just a cool game. Uh, I don't really have a ton else to say on it because it's old and has been talked about a lot in the past. But it, um, it is the rare, yeah. It is the rare game that comes out and is exactly what it said it would be. Uh, it like the Nemesis system worked exactly how they said it would, and it was just you know it was Batman combat and like an open world thing. It was yep, like, oh, yeah, yep, okay. I expected what I got, and I liked it. So cool. It's just really fun to clear that map too. Like all the collectibles and side missions are awesome, um, and you get into cool scenarios. Like there's the there's a there's a set of side missions for each of your three main weapons: your dagger, sword, bow, and like I played one the other night that was like. There are a hundred orcs. They are all attacking you at once, and you have to kill all one hundred of these orcs. And you see that, and you're like, "Holy shit!" And then you just Swiss cheese a hundred orcs, and that stuff is really fun. You know, it's a it's a kind of power fantasy game, but it feels like good about it, and like you can be you can enjoy it rather than overthink it too much. I think, um, which is a problem I run into with a lot of those open world games like that. But how's Gollum in it? Huh? But how's Gollum in it? You know, uh, I actually, I was, I remember not being crazy about the story liberties that they took back then. But since then, I've mellowed a lot on, I still have a lot of reverence for Lord of the Rings. It's like one of my three favorite novels. So I care a lot, but um, I've kind of relaxed a lot on, I see it almost like fan fiction at this point. Not that. I'm denigrating fan fiction at all, but like in comparison to the original work, um, and uh, that it's it it is cool. I don't know the the story stuff is fun. Gollum's a fun like the stuff they do with him is really cool. I didn't get to the part in the story where you learn that the elf wraith is uh, Selimbror, and like the way that that's revealed and Gollum's reaction to it is cool. Uh, it's 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 actually pretty interesting the stuff they play with in the story. Did you play Shadow of War last year? No, so that's kind of why I'm playing this because I did pick it up in the sale because um, I'd like to play it this year, uh, but uh, I haven't touched it yet because I wanted to go back through and play uh, Shadow of Mortar first. It's not that long of a game. You can get through yeah. it. If I buckle down, I could finish it next week and probably 100% it. 
the way that you're talking about um, Shadow of Mordor, it's kind of the way that I felt about Watch Dogs 2 in 2015. Yep. Uh, 16, sorry. Like, I loved that game. Uh, one of the only full retail games that I have a platinum on. And just, like, I couldn't... Uh, yeah, I absolutely love that game. I really, really wanted to play more of it, but there was just nothing left to play. You're blowing my yeah, mind right that... now, Sam. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely felt... Sorry, for, for the listeners at home, during that conversation, I was washing up a cup and putting it in my dishwasher. <laughs> anyway, Shadow Mordor, good game. Everyone should play it if you haven't. It's cheap. <laughs> I agree. It does sound like it's a good game. I also played it in back in the day. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so I think we've been skirting around a, a little, a tiny release out of uh, I don't know called Cat Cape Comb Catacomb. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a game called Monster Hunter World. Um, it's uh, it's the game that I decided to bring with me and stole from Andre and Pat, who are also playing it. In fact, we played together this evening for the first time. This morning. Which is pretty cool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's uh, 1 minute to 11 for me. It is. But 1 minute to 8, I believe, for Andre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so uh, this is my f the first time I've played more than three hours of a Monster Hunter game. I think since Thursday afternoon, because I bought it from the Australian PlayStation Store so that I could play it early. <laughs> uh, I managed to... Uh, well, weirdly, even though games are super expensive in Australia, because like some things gone on with the currency conversion, so they're now just the same as they cost over here. Uh, so <laughs> I managed to pick up uh, Monster Hunter World for £50 in English money. Which is exactly what it sells for on the English PSN. So easy, easy money. Um, and yeah, no, it's a, it's the first time I've, as I said, first time I've played more than three hours of a uh, Monster Hunter game, and I still feel like I'm kind of doing everything wrong. I'm definitely still button mashing loads, and like I'm trying to pull back on that. But I think it's like, so I'm playing, uh, playing with the hammer. Uh, you guys, are you guys kind of switching around, or? Uh, I'm yeah. pretty much, I've been pretty exclusively using the charge axe myself. Uh, I go, uh, my main is the charge axe, but I have messed with the insect glaive, and I use the great sword for a hot minute. Um, yeah, so, like, I've only used the uh, hammer, and, like, I just I'm struggling to see how I could get the same satisfaction from another weapon. Like when like my fiance was sitting next to me on the sofa today while we were playing, and she uh, and she was like, "Oh, could you stop just like calling out every time you get a great hit?" I'm like, "No, it's too good." <laughs> like, uh, like, um. So the hammer has basically two modes of attack. Is like a kind of a three-hit sideswipe combo, and then five hits, which is just over the head, double hand, like, like, um, like a children's toy. It's literally the same motion, just up, down, up, so, down. Let me ask you though: Have you tried the charge axe? 
Uh, I tried all the weapons in the beta, and the hammer was the one that I got on with the least. Right. But I was also <laughs> told that it was really important for capturing monsters. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, one, yeah. yeah, I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And I've been really, really enjoying it. I, I, I feel like tomorrow is the day to force myself to try out other stuff. Uh so yeah, part of the reason the hammer is so satisfying is because the way that game handles like impact of with weapons, yeah. uh, like when you knock a monster over, like the screen will freeze for a second and there'll be like the, but the monster will keep moving, but there'll just be like the screen shake freeze as you're like mid swing and the monster will collapse and just, yeah, hitting shit feels really good with that hammer. Yeah. The, the animation in that game is like the real, there's a lot of obvious like gameplay improvements to this game over previous games in the series for sure um, mm. that are maybe like more important. But the thing that has struck me the most in playing it has been how fluid and fantastic the animation work is. And not just the canned animations themselves, but the way that the player animations interact with monster animations, which interact with other monster animations and environmental animations. It's uh, it's incredible. I would love to see some kind of dice talk or something about how they animated this game. Most importantly, uh, though, how are the Palicos? Well, the Palicos are uh, 10 out of 10. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'd say 11 out of 10. Great boys. Sure. Whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, so we could talk about a Palicos for a minute. Uh, mine is named Cat Karat. Uh, that is a par- that is a parody of Goku's given name, uh, Kakarot. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So, Cat Karat, and uh, one of the first armors you can make for your Palico uh, has kind of like these yellow, like strands. So, I gave him that, so he looked like he was Super Saiyan three. <laughs> That's super good. That's so yeah, dumb. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I when I designed him originally, I just gave him ears that stuck straight up, and I made the top of his head yellow, and then like the rest of him white, so he looked like a person <laughs> with yellow hair. So he uh, he looked like he was Super Saiyan. Uh, my palico is Barry, and is an exact copy of my white cat Barry, <laughs> <laughs> except Although that he's long haired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Zero out of ten for Palicos for accurately <laughs> representing my furry son. Um, uh, but he he had a fake mustache and a turban on until very recently. So yeah, that was, that was a great time. Wait, the the fake uh, mustache is gone. Yeah, the fake mustache is part of the turban hat. Oh, and it's yeah. never explained. <laughs> what um, what armor set is that part of? Uh, that's the um, bird, uh, the the bird dinosaur that steals the eggs. Kulu, uh, uh, Kulu, Kulu, something. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember any of the monsters' names apart from uh, Jagras. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's it actually. Yeah, it's extremely satisfying. Um, I think a, a big part of the, the thing that's pulled me in, especially like even being able to play solo, it still feels very satisfying to me. In fact, I think our three-player multiplayer session earlier was like uh, the, the time I found it quite difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's because we've gotten used to having that support. Yeah, from the, the Pelican. 
Yeah, so your AI cat buddy heals you and gives you little, like, um, healing potions. Um, I may invest uh, in a crafting up a, a horn so that I can try that out for the next time we play. I have actually already crafted up a horn, which is basically a hammer that you also play as a bagpipe. Uh, <laughs> so you'll, like, yep. overhead smash something like a baseball bat and then just, like, pull it up to your mouth and be like... <laughs> yeah, every, every time you hit something with it, you play a note. And then yeah. if you play enough notes, you'll do like a you'll play a song that provides a buff for your teammates. Yep, it's an incredibly great idea, which I'm all aboard on. Um, and I like playing the hammer, which is a blunt weapon, so I feel like it'll be quite an easy transition. Um, I also really I watched the quick look, the giant one quick look of it, and I was like, oh, I need to learn how to play with a bow. It just looks like a lot of fun because like the bow's kind of like a shotgun. Yeah, I didn't like the bow at all when I first started, but that was the only other one I tried. But I, I don't know that I was approaching it the right way, so mm. it might be better than I was thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah Jason's doing some like high level play uh, with the bow, and it's it's quite good. I, mean, I think it would not want to use a bow in single player, but if we got together to play again, I would be yeah curious about using one. Yeah. Um, That's one of the improvements they made was in previous games you could not move while shooting, Ooh, and right. now you can. Yeah. It was so. terrible. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the inventory is so much better. Um, the the quick menu is like amazing because you don't have to cycle through like every item in your inventory to use them because yep. mm. you can't organize your inventory in a meaningful way. It's just, it, the inventory auto organizes in the like usage bar. Yeah. So that was like a smart thing to give a quick use bar. Um, like as far as items, like I, there's not a, really a huge reason to use a lot of them until you get into like the later, um, later game hunts against tougher monsters. But I should probably practice on using that quick menu bar and figure out how to assign things. I think I want to maybe learn a little bit of Bowgun, seeing as Bowgun can heal other teammates, which you don't mm. get without basically, like the horn can do a heal, but you've also got to be up close. So I think like maybe the Bowgun is a good shout for a support class as well that I want to try learning. Um, I think it, like one of the great things I think about Monster Hunter so far is that like anytime I'm like, oh, if I want to try another weapon, I've basically just unlocked a new game. Like yeah. I'm fighting the same monsters, but like the entire control mechanic changes. Like the way you roll changes, the way you run changes. It's really clever and really smart. Yeah, and it's the kind of game I've wanted to get into for years, um, and it's finally accessible enough for me to get into it. Like I've never been able to play Dark Souls or Bloodborne or any of those, even though, like the way that the story, you kind of like make your own story and find your own stuff like the find your own lore like sounds incredible i just can't i can't play those games they're too hard for me i think the thing about monster hunter that's different than that the, to me is more appealing than dark souls i like dark souls too but in monster hunter you're it's more of a progression loop of crafting stuff and um and then having better stuff and then crafting more stuff and having better stuff whereas in dark souls it's definitely more of a point a to b kind of game yeah you, get through the game and you level up along the way 
Um, and I think I don't think one is necessarily better than the other. Um, I just think that it makes Monster Hunter a little bit for me more replayable. Um, mm. Not obviously, people have run thousands and thousands of hours out of trying stuff in Dark Souls, so clearly that's not true for everyone. But um, Monster Hunter story is like straight garbage if you're actually trying to like there's no story oh, yeah. there it's like there's <laughs> a big dragon you gotta capture the dragons kill them it's it's a bit more of a narrative through uh like through line than previous games have had yeah. so maybe that'll help pull some people through but yeah it's it's a lot of I mean, there's nothing. no named characters in the entire game other than the ones that you yourself name <laughs> what about that what about that cat that was all about the max gains or whatever um, chef. I guess chef. you could argue that that's his name. I'm pretty sure that that's just a description of what he is using a cat pun, but we could say his <laughs> name is Mouscular Chef. <laughs> yeah, for someone who uses a lot of cat puns, Alex, I'm surprised that you've not got straight on this game. Yeah, you're right. I've, I should. <laughs> There's a lot of cat puns. Like, uh, yeah. I would say every one to five minutes, there's a cat pun. Oh, oh my gosh. And um, it's it's weird as well because like uh, it, I think that this is tapping into the same thing that I was getting from Diablo, where like I used to try and grind best rolls on weapons and like um, like I, I think I probably have about a thousand hours in the PS4 version of Diablo, hmm. and um, we get like a lot of stuff will be like oh yeah I've, I've almost got this I've almost got this and like um, I would grind for like. Uh, the um, Hellfire Rings, where you had to get like three, uh, four specific drops off of four boss level monsters that were incredibly hard. Like they had like a one in 20 or 30 chance to drop. So like 5%, 10%, maybe. Uh, and I would be farming those over and over and over, listening to podcasts, things like that. And like I think that Monsanto is going to fill that loop, but it also has a lot more. Game. there's a lot more game there um like with diablo i could like i got to the point where i could literally like hold down right trigger and walk but like and like i could take on bosses on like torment 5 or whatever without even really looking at the screen but uh monster Hunter, i don't think will ever be that so it's interesting to kind of have that that loop that i got from like the most addictive game i've ever played hmm. Uh, yeah. in a game that has a lot more to it. So is it yep. would you kind of think of it as like MMO raid the game? It feels like a lot of the loop from MMO style stuff um, but with a lot more um, but with obviously crafting is huge. Like crafting is like the second biggest element in the game apart from hunting the monsters. So it's like oh I had to hit this particular monster on the face so that I could get a skull bone because I need the skull bone to make my yeah. helmet or and that's, like that. That's where like the true difficulty comes into play is when it's like, like I'm going to need Aginath Venom Sacks to make this Aginath Armor that I want to make. And to get that Venom Sack, you have to hit the Venom Sack on the monster that is moving around trying to kill you and break it off. Like, So it, it's like MMO-like sort of in that you can play it kind of forever but i don't know that i like mechanically it's so much more the combat is much more like an animation priority like i don't really want to compare it to dark souls too much but that's probably the easiest point of comparison for the combat um 
I would actually but, say Horizon is the easiest point of comparison. Maybe take Horizon away the so forgiving nature of Horizon. Yeah, Horizon's um, so much. I don't I'm not knocking Horizon here, but like because of the nature of Horizon, there isn't a ton of. There's only the one, the, the two weapons that you use for the game. Real well, I guess there's like trip casters and stuff, but it it's like it's so each melee weapon in monster hunter is like you say a completely different game so it, it's super 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 challenging to master each thing and understand how each weapon really works and learn the combos and stuff um so i don't know it's kind of singular i don't know that i would say it's like anything in particular because even the crafting is different than mmo crafting um because mm. you're you're trying to get like specific like you only need four things to craft this armor, but they're four very specific things that you have to get in very specific ways while fighting the monster. So it's a little bit different than like grinding for materials, like a lot of people characterize it. And it's not just like uh, kind of going back to the MMO thing. Like an MMO, you kind of you go into an area and then you fight like the boss or whatever in this like big arena. Whereas in uh, in Monster Hunter, the entire level is the arena. You're running between like different biomes, like forests yeah. and lakes and mountains and things. And you know, each area has its own like geography. So you're having to, or like topology. So you're trying to like, oh, I'm going to climb up here and then I'm going to jump off so I can hit him from above and then maybe mount the monster. So yeah, it's like every depending on where you're fighting, the monster also makes it a totally different game. Yeah. And like I say, if you didn't hate the Horizon combat, like if you actually liked it, that's the, like when I was playing Horizon, it felt like easy Monster Hunter. Yeah, um, fighting like uh, the Thunderbirds and whatever the T Rex and like the really big monsters and that uh, are I, not similar. Yeah, I think holistically, it actually is a pretty good comparison. Just that the combat in Monster Hunter is yeah, a lot more yeah involved. Uh, yeah, it's a lot more involved and complex. Um, and harder, you die. Yes, really definitely deep. harder. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I don't want to take up too much of the podcast <laughs> talking about Monster Hunter. Um. <laughs> uh. Mostly because then I can go and play it. <laughs> you have to go you to bed. Try to... Yeah, I do have to go to bed. I'm already probably you should in the stream Monster Hunter at some point. Yeah, I think maybe we should stream tomorrow or something. Uh, tomorrow yeah, morning, my time. Late for you, Pat. Early for late for actually late for everyone. God knows. Like six. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's uh, 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 it was just way better than I was anticipating. Yeah, I think even, and I I was very hyped. Like I was like everyone's saying good things, and I think this is the first one I'm really going to give it a try, and I think it boosted my confidence a lot being able to beat every monster in the beta because mm. uh, I probably would have been terrified that I'd wasted my money otherwise but I kind of knew I was like right I can take down no gigante in the beta that means I'm not terrible so although I did faint to no gigante <laughs> the first time I found, found him in the game uh, oh I want to relate one cool moment and I'll do it quickly and then we'll go on to the main topic so I can see some yawning and the rest of the cast here. Um, so Andre and I last night we jumped into a uh, like we jumped into a quick hunt to fight. I know it was this morning for me last night for Andre. We jumped in to fight a like giant fish monster. 
that like swings around underground and uh we basically took it almost all the way down and it ran off to another zone and in that zone it got into a fight with another monster and under i know we're like well we could use the parts from the other monster so we split off and he took on one and i took on the other and like then we met back up together took out the second one and went back and killed the first and it was so much like it was really what i like it felt cool it felt like we'd organized something and done something really awesome um and uh yeah that was like my favorite moment so far apart from i would say actually the hit i got on that anjanath literally just before we stopped playing uh, <laughs> i managed to, managed to finish the finisher for my combo on its face and it was the like they react like the monsters react when you hit them in the face with the hammer they like shake their heads and like stumble backwards and it's very 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 satisfying that's cool it makes it sound like the, yeah. uh, sorry i was just sorry, gonna say it makes it sound like the the monsters and the creatures and everything kind of have their own personality not personalities but you know like they behave how you would expect an actual animal to behave oh they do yeah yeah which actually yeah. can lead to some empathy problems at times for me a little bit but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a video game so <laughs> Uh, I think that's if, kind of why I haven't picked it up is just I that I don't. That's, yeah, that's a reasonable reason not to yeah. play because they do give them a lot of character, and sometimes I'm like, uh, "You're yeah, limping, like, and it looks pathetic, and you're yeah, crawling in a corner." A and but that thing would burn you to a crisp as soon as look at you. <laughs> I know, but like I don't know. It's like something about the way. Like I mean, I've I've only seen some gameplay footage of this game, but it's just something about the way that they move and limp and, you know, you hit them in a certain spot and you can see where you hit them. And it just like a little too much. Oh, I get me, that. I guess. Yes. I think that's uh, totally real. I was yeah. playing a Toby earlier on and it was, I was really angry at it because it killed me like three times in a row. Uh, and I came back with better gear and was like, how about now, bro? And like, <laughs> absolutely destroyed it. And as uh, it was like slowly limping away, I was like, oh god, that's a really sad looking limp. Uh, Austin Walker wrote a really good piece that talks a lot about like the empathy and the scale of um, the game. And so you can either go read it on Waypoint or it's in their Waypoint Radio podcast feed. He did a reading of it. There's a YouTube version as well. Yeah, I saw the YouTube version. And I um, thought it was very good, and it, it kind of echoed the problems I see myself having with that game. So I think I'm going to probably not buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Erica, I guess I could loan you my uh, Australian PSN account. And you can <laughs> give it a try with us if you like. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, unless as, as, does anyone else have any questions about Monster before we move on? Nope, I just picked it uh, up. Not really. I'm just I'm just intrigued by the fact that you guys have been talking about it being a fairly accessible entry point to Monster Hunter. Um, just because I've tried uh, four and generations on 3DS, and I've like mm. played a few hours of them, but I didn't really get into them. It felt like there was just like this giant knowledge that was all given to me at the beginning and i'm like i don't know what to do with this <laughs> so the fact that it feels um like that it's the first one that that some of you are getting into is is kind of reassuring and kind of made me want to get it uh i i would say that at this point i wholeheartedly recommend it 
and this is coming from someone who's I've started saying before, I'm pretty certain I'm playing it wrong, I'm doing things in the wrong order, I'm forgetting to do stuff, uh, but I'm still having a good time. It's not punishing me for being bad at the game. Yeah, it, it, there is still like a lot of air. There is not a less game, but um, like there are some quality of life improvements that make it easier to get into and maybe things that you would expect to be there maybe. Um, but there's still a lot of like other like hidden systems and like, oh, hey, we planted this thing. And if you put like plant other plants near it, it'll grow more plants. I'm like, okay, okay. well, I guess I have to come back here like <laughs> oh. every couple hunts and check in on what was growing. And so it's Mario Odyssey. Like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, for real, skip a lot of the side stuff tutorials and just watch video explanations on YouTube. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Uh, that, that that's that really be the way the to way go. To do, yeah, that's the way to do it because the game doesn't like the game doesn't have like actual tutorials for the weapons. Like you know, you can go uh, into training and it'll be like, hey, here are some combos, but you're not going to get like how does this actually work and what does it mean without uh, yeah, going online and looking like, it up. They didn't explain loads of the combos for the hammer, so I was like finding stuff by doing it or by watching Griffin McElroy stream it on Polygon. Because uh, he's playing Hammer, and I was like, uh, obviously, great minds think alike. But like, yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a couple of combos that I saw him do, and I was like, and I like rewound the stream and was like watching what his character was doing, and like that was really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, Alison, it's definitely like super easy to get into. Um, yeah. I, I don't mind learning while I play. It's just it felt I don't some of the other ones. It always felt like they were just like dumping all these this new stuff on you and going figure it out and in a way that wasn't always most immediately understandable. So I, I think I'm probably going to get it. I was tempted and actually uh, at the store at Target recently today. I was like, should I get it? And then I looked and they didn't even have it in stock. So. Wow, they sold out. Obviously, it's a great game. <laughs> so, um, for our main feature, we are going to talk a little bit about something that we said we were kind of going to start talking about in podcasts, but never really got to, which is talking about the news. Um, so, first news item for video listeners: uh, video listeners, this is what the mustache looks oh, like. Yeah, calico. <laughs> It's extremely good. Oh my gosh, that's great. And he's got a guitar. His weapon is a I guitar. <laughs> this game yeah. is a dress-up simulator with monster hunting and then, like... Yeah, it tools. really is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I went through the Polygon's news feed because uh, I feel like they're probably the best at collating and also tagging news as news. Uh, Kotaku is extremely bad at that. Um... <laughs> So I went through uh, Polygon and I picked out ten. That was well well picked. Uh, ten uh, pieces of news, um, and I thought we could talk about them in the order that they broke. So number one, Sony is launching uh, PlayStation and Amiibo that don't do anything not, in the game. Not, I was going to say they're not Amiibo. They're just little stupid little figures. They're called like Takuto or something. Hey, um, hey, here's brother uh, Pat. Amiibo are stupid little figures too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't own any, so I own seventy three Amiibo, and I bought oh another one this week. 
I bought. I managed to pre-order the Detective Pikachu amiibo that is like four times the size of the regular Pikachu, but is still exactly shaped and sized like an amiibo, and I cannot wait for it to arrive. Is it, <laughs> do you get these because you like the look of them? Do you like collecting stuff? Like I'm trying to understand from somebody who wants absolutely <laughs> nothing with amiibo. What's the draw here? <laughs> uh, I love I love because I like collecting. Okay. Um, and I, 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 I just don't think, so. like I don't want any extra junk in my home ever. <laughs> uh, who said that junk? <laughs> um, but no, like I can't. Like it's hard to. I I think I showed you my new collect guys my new collection last week or something. Um, but they're like. I just really love the like they're really well designed they're really well made they're super solid and stable and like great to have on the shelf because they're all like uniform like they all have that same base that is the same size apart from detective pikachu um but so how is that gonna (laughs) so you use that on like let's say what a 3ds or like a controller how does that giant ass figure to stay on there It doesn't have to stay on it. Oh, you just, yeah. to you just it. scan it. Oh, you just tap, tap it? Okay, it. never mind. That's not as dumb, then. Uh, I it's don't know. Funny, yeah. it's, it almost is more dumb when you think of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I will share something that you could put in. I'm going to yeah, share the image yeah. of you, with you that they used to advertise it because it's incredibly funny. You, okay, so back to the Sony part. Uh, you yep. know people are going to mod these to make them into Amiibo. Oh like, yeah, definitely. People already make custom like Amiibo, and they like take the chips or whatever from the from the actual Amiibo and put them into the different figures yeah. or whatever. I think the most notable thing about these. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> that's really good. Oh my god, that's pretty great. Little Danny DeVito. He's so much so bigger. And I was, uh, I showed this to a friend in the pub on Friday, and they went, "Why is he doing a Hitler salute?" <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no! Now I can't unsee it. Um, uh, okay, but back to the new so, story. Well, so I think that uh, the most notable thing about these PlayStation figures, too, and no offense if anyone in here saw this and was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna buy all those," but they kind of look like shit if you ask. Like, they don't look, like, Amiibo look like great little toy figures to me, but, like, the PlayStation ones don't seem like they're that great looking. Yeah, I, I was looking at them earlier, and they seemed okay, but I I, I have uh, three Amiibo, and they all are pretty, like, relatively good figures. Um, like, surprisingly not good, like, surprisingly good for what you're paying for them. And so, and also with the um, stuff in game, it's it's kind of a no brainer of the couple that I bought. But yeah. I was looking at pictures of these uh, PlayStation homes, and they don't really look quite as as good. I, I agree. Like, Bloodborne one was sweet, of course, but sorry. Yeah, and like with Amiibo, like if you pick up the like Bowser wedding Amiibo from Mario Odyssey, you can see like the stitching on his coat. Like the detail they go to is insane, um, and I'm—I have to say I, I'm not seeing much of that from the yeah. um, Sony one. So they're yeah, gonna be nine dollars ninety-nine, ten bucks. Who, who uh, they're starting out with Bloodborne Hunter, Crash, Parappa, Kratos, 
uh, the Pfizer FX350 racing ship from Wipeout, Sackboy, and Heihachi. So, who makes the Amiibo? Is it straight out of Nintendo? Yeah. So, who who makes the, uh, what's it called, Totakus? Totaku. Yeah. Is that is that out of Sony, or do you know if they're like licensing them to a third uh, party? I think it's Think Geek. They're being sold through Think Geek, <laughs> and made by Think Geek actually, made by oh. and sold through Think Geek. Mm. Oh, so th- those will be in uh, Game Stops. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll never see those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll come to Game. Yeah. Who knows? Why? Why are we still no, talking no. about this? <laughs> yeah, this is the <laughs> best point. news story of the week, right? <laughs> It was the first, not the best. <laughs> uh, so next we have a, a, my one of my favorite uh, two of these. Uh, no, it is that John Cena is in talks to play Duke Nukem in a Duke oh. Nukem movie. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. I like um, John Cena too. I saw so many people, and I agree. Where I when I first saw the image of John Cena and talking about him playing being in a video game, I immediately thought it was going to be Wolfenstein, and so yeah. I was like, "Oh, there's going to be a Wolfenstein movie." I uh, signed me good. up, and then and then I was like, "Duke Nukem." It's like, "Oh, never mind. I'm not but, that excited." Yeah. Oh, but but, no. but isn't it also coming from Michael Bay? Yeah. It's not. It's from his like production company. Oh, okay. uh, his exactly. his direct involvement is not confirmed. Could you imagine uh, a Duke Nukem movie written by Michael Bay? And that, oh and that, could, that could be good. Uh, Pain uh, and Gain is a Pain fantastic movie. I was just going to mention Pain and Gain. I, Transformers are all trash, but like Pain and Gain is like I really enjoy that movie. So that, if like that Michael Bay shows up, yeah, Bad Boys One and Two are okay, but I, I don't. They, they shouldn't do this. <laughs> The, the Michael Bay that has the rock slap Tony Chalhoub with a 12-inch dildo and then apologize afterwards. That's the Michael Bay I want to turn on. <laughs> Just like Duke Nukem, though, like as a character, should be buried as far under a layer of detritus so that we never have to encounter that thing ever again, though, right? Like, it's terrible. I mean, <laughs> it... It could be done well, but it'd have to be just laughing at Duke the entire Super time. Yeah. yeah, it's like I guess I just didn't grow up with Duke Nukem. But was there ever a point people were sincerely loving the character of Duke Nukem? Like, oh, I mean, I, people definitely. I mean, people did, but I, it's just like it feels so far removed from reality now. I mean, like everybody was like Duke Nukem Forever was such a thing for so long, and then it bombed so bad. But that's literally the only thing people have talked about about him like for a very long time. So I don't know. So I'm holding this up for uh, for the video people. This <laughs> this is what came in 1996 with the pre-order of Duke Nukem because oh, hey. we, we did pre-order that. And you know what? Duke Nukem was great in 1996. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't think Duke Nukem holds up today, man. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my point. You, you could do something with it, but I think the question, I don't think they will. I think and the better thing that you John Cena alone. <laughs> the thing that I could see being great is if John Cena was in a movie that was sort of a direct parody slash making fun of Duke Nukem specifically. Like 
if they made that movie and I guess called it Duke Nukem, then maybe it could be okay. But it would have to be like not just tongue in cheek, but a tear down of that character. I think. Yeah. I think it's yeah. last action hero, but with Duke Nukem, yeah. and instead of a little boy, it's a woman, like a feminist <laughs> or whatever. And she's like, Duke, you can't, you can't do this. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Naked, baby. All right. If it, was, yeah. if it was a new last action hero, I could kind of get behind that. As long as he dies at the end. Yeah. Like culturally, Speaking of action heroes. Those alien bastards shot up my Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of. Uh, oh, carry on. I was going to make a segue, but you go. Oh, I was just going to say that at the very least, John Cena has the right look more than anything else. If they're going to cast somebody, he looks the part. I want to see him in a terrible wig <laughs> and sunglasses. He's a good comedic actor. He's yeah. not very good as a serious actor at all, but yeah. he's funny when he's when he's in funny roles. So maybe that's the route that they're thinking they take with it. But I don't see Michael Bay making that like the actually good one where it's a teardown <laughs> of that character. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. Mm. So in other news, I've got some date stuff. I'm going to throw all the date stuff together right now, <laughs> and we can talk about. I don't think we don't like think wine, wine, dine. Where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Valentine's Day is coming Anthem, up. Anthem is delayed to 2019. I never knew no, that. It's I, not. It was never coming out in 2018. Yeah, <laughs> it I, was I, never I, coming out. Period. <laughs> I definitely. I'm with Pat. I think that game's never coming out. <laughs> They're gonna shutter that studio before that game comes out. hundred percent. Don't worry, they'll uh, shutter the studio. The good people that have left will meet up with the good people that have stayed, and then they'll kickstart some really awesome, like, spiritual successor to the original Mass Effect, and then we can all be happy. Here's but, hoping. Uh, speaking of things being shut down, Mitomo, Nintendo's first smartphone app, is shutting down on my birthday. Oh, what thank- present straight to me from Mr. Miyamoto? Thank God, that thing was just garbage. <laughs> I played, <laughs> like, like, three months of it, but it was garbage. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've seen some people say, "Oh, I'm still playing it," but the vast majority of everybody I know downloaded it, played it for like a day, and then stopped. It's yeah. I, I don't know. Any people that it. it just like asked you questions, yep. and you try to get a hot dog suit. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Mikomo. Also, in in other date related news. God of War is coming out on 420. Oh, Sorry, yes. 24. <laughs> in the correct game nomenclature. Oh, give me... Nice. Give me like 10 nice. seconds and I'll have some air horns for you. <laughs> <laughs> you warn that him. is legitimately my birthday, so I'm actually like, oh, a game on my birthday, but then people, everybody goes nice and like, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That was because he was too stoned. So he was like, oh, shit, hold on. <laughs> 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 nice, nice, nice. So, so did we say we think God of War is going to be a good game? Yeah. It looks I think good. It's I am, like, the stuff I've seen from intrigued. it so far looks pretty good. Okay. I don't give a shit about the old God of Wars, but that one looks pretty great. I hate exactly. the old God of Wars. I- I feel so, like I haven't seen enough to tell me if like I I, I enjoyed the last the first three games. I did not care about Ascension, but um, 
I, I don't know if I've seen enough to make me convinced that like I need to go back to the series. I am intrigued by things like by things about it, but will it be enough to like get me there day one? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just looks a little bit too much like I don't know. I haven't paid close enough attention. I should watch some more footage on it. It looks like kind of like this is Norse Witcher, but not really because it's got a war, so it's not as open world, but I think it's Last of Us. I think it's just the Last of Us. <laughs> Maybe. That would make more sense. With good combat, like finally. But... <laughs> How many do you think that game has a lot of full motion or sorry, not full motion video, uh quick time events? Oh man, an no. FMV. I don't know. I don't, I, don't think uh, I feel like quick time events have fallen out of favor, so I don't yeah. know if they'll necessarily like Guys, keep a secret, but I love quick time events. Oh Asura's <laughs> Wrath <laughs> rocks. Yeah, there's nothing wrong really, with them. I don't really care about them. It's just I feel like the I I, f- I don't know. I feel like things are moving away from those in games, so mm-hmm. So like I just I can't do cool shit. So if someone else could do the cool shit and I just press triangle twice, like I'm in. <laughs> Sell me that game. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Given how, given the fact that David Jaffe's not involved in this one, I wonder if that might. He? Uh, I don't even think he was involved in three. Really? Okay, I thought he was, but that could be the case. Um, but that always felt like a, a him thing. Hmm. Um, oh, speaking stuff. of wait, hold on. Speaking of David Gaffney, I don't know if this is in your news stuff, but it isn't. The nice. studio that made Drawn to Death uh, just got massive layoffs. Ugh. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, that it's game bummer. did not seem good. Uh, yeah. So you know, I kind of expected probably, but it is a bummer that all those people lost their jobs. Hopefully, they find some. Something else. It's an incredible moment that those people lost their jobs. But Drawn to Death did give us the compilation of Dan Reichert doing uh, Drawn to Death lines that's on YouTube, which is exceedingly <laughs> good that I'd recommend to everyone. Internet Dan it took a long is, time yeah. for those layoffs to hit. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, Internet Dan Next. is a force of nature. Um, um, yeah, next on the list we have got Dead Cells coming to console. Hell yeah. So uh, I, I've heard some love for Dead Souls here and uh, it's going to Switch and Xbox and PS4. Yes, it is. Great. Yeah. Great, great, great. I'm going to buy it on every would... platform. <laughs> that is a game I would get on Switch. I already own it in early access on PC though, so yeah. I don't know that I actually will, but that would be I've never actually played that, but I definitely want to get it, so... Switch might be the platform. They said no release date. Um, it's literally just we're working on it. But um, so it would be something cool to mention as I know we've got some fans in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, we've got another game coming to Switch. And uh, like guys, I, I think this is something you may not... Uh, like It's pretty big gaming news, but it broke uh, last week. Uh, so, using it. Hello Kitty Cruises. Spelled with a K. Fuck is yeah. to switch. Hello Kitty Cruises is important because it is the rarest game for the Wii U. It currently sells for around $280 on eBay. Oh, jeez. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> and is the majority of people's, like the whole in Wii U collector's libraries. Uh, right. It's being released uh, physical and digital for the Switch. 
Uh, it's based on an iOS game. Awesome. Uh, Just like Hidden My Game by Mom 2. Do you, do you think they, they, they fixed think, the spelling on it or the name on it so it did. makes sense? It's do you okay. think people buy it because they don't like they've wanted it on Wii U and the price is so high because it's like whoever makes it doesn't understand the reason behind that. Like, do you know what? I'm definitely gonna buy this game. I'm gonna keep it sealed in the back of my drawer and just be like, "This is my kid's college fund." It's like Bitcoin. It's like you're buying Bitcoin. Yeah, you're like you're like fifty cent. You're just gonna forget about it. But it's a bad video game. I still haven't got my uh, still haven't got my Bitcoin yet. I don't know how to get it. If you bought bad video games in place of Bitcoin and the value was the same, at least you'd have a bad video. (laughs) When the blockchain dies, I still own two copies of Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand. (laughs) (laughs) We go to inevitably switch to the Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand standard. Yeah, the standard. So, okay. Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> I didn't did it. you all? So this, uh, did you all know that Hello Kitty isn't a cat? No, <laughs> I, I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Is she a funny animal? No, no. Uh, so this is a quote from who from Sanrio, like the people who own Hello Kitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello Kitty is not a cat. She is a cartoon character. She is a little girl. She is a friend. But she is not a cat. <laughs> she is never depicted on all fours. I mean that tracks with like the the is Mario a person argument. Mm. So uh, Allegra Frank who wrote the, sorry. Uh, Allegra Frank who wrote the uh, Polygon article said she looked for reviews and the most positive text she found was someone saying it was not the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality right there. Um, yeah. I just want to say Hello Kitty does have a pet cat, so that also um, makes things a little bit more complicated. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, on this, she's never depicted on all fours. I'm going to call shenanigans. If you go on DeviantArt, I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, no. On that note, let's get away from that song. You can <laughs> find anything on all fours on DeviantArt. I'm just going to say it now. No! <laughs> uh, so it's been announced for a spring 2018 Switch re-release. And like, I don't, it's not a new game, it is just the Wii U game ported over. <laughs> uh, there's a trailer on YouTube if you want to watch it. I haven't watched it, but it, the title made me laugh a lot. It's also... We can't, <laughs> Hello Kitty Cruisers Triple We can't, we can't talk about Hello Kitty Cruisers for longer than God of War 4. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we, I think this is very on brand for us. Uh, and Cruisers is spelt with a K, like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> So I'm taking it as canon that it's oh. in the Mortal Kombat series. Is Ed Boon? <laughs> did Ed Boon make this game? It doesn't say in the article that Ed Boon didn't make it. Oh, exactly. Man. That's what I was <laughs> Who knows? Process of elimination. You know, he's he had some time between Injustice and whatever the next Mortal Kombat game is. So I have I have one more news story, and I saved it for last. I think it's actually kind of interesting and i don't know whether you guys might find it completely uninteresting and then it's a big old flop but facebook uh today announced that it is going to do uh, to let game streamers who stream on facebook monetize their streams Uh, so they're piloting it out to a few people um and uh i i don't know i thought this was super interesting just kind of seeing a different 
platform. Are, are they monetizing it in that streamers can advertise or in that they can have subscribers on Facebook? Uh, Facebook is introducing a new monetization for game streamers as it tends to hop into the ring with YouTube and Twitch. Facebook is actively exploring ways for fans to back their favorite gaming creators via payments during select live streams on Facebook. Gotcha. So donations. So tips. Tips. Yeah, it looks like a tip tip line. Uh, Alex, you stream a little bit on Facebook. Do you stream games on there at all? Nope. Well, I have. Um, I've done Extra Life over Facebook, but... I'm also not a prolific streamer. You should talk to Erica about that and if their highly successful, wonderful stream is ever going to come to the Facebook platform. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, this is the first time hearing that Facebook is going to allow this, so I don't know yet. But, um, so Facebook is doing a terrible job of reaching their target market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, they're pretty good about showing me the ads they think are relevant to me. And I'm surprised they didn't tell me this kind of thing based on <laughs> the amount of my own Twitch stream links I post on Facebook, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I just feel like Facebook for me, I'm on it plenty, but it's my least favorite of social medias I use at this point so yep. I don't see myself actively seeking this maybe so I've, but uh, at the same time you sorry go ahead no no you, you go ahead okay um so at the same time though like you know everybody I know pretty much has a Facebook but not everybody I know has a Twitch you know so it, it would be more likely for you know my family members to pop in or something you know yeah yeah but who knows so that's kind of what i i stream a lot on um i used to kind of actually before you guys uh i was streaming at least twice a week on facebook just like playing guitar nothing like good i'm not like a great guitarist i would just like play covers of whatever songs i was listening to that week and just hang out and um i had i also have done in the past few years a lot of streaming on twitch uh excuse me of games and whenever i stream on twitch i get like one or two people that are friends of mine that happen to get the email update that i'm streaming whereas when i was streaming guitar stuff when i was doing it solid for a few months i think facebook's algorithms if you do it regularly tend to be more likely to put it in front of people so i was getting streams with 30 40 50 60 people just coming in on facebook and that was without any promotion i just would go live and then do it um, so I think that there's it could be a really cool tool for people that stream games because uh, you already have a built-in set of followers with Facebook friends. If you do it. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting. Um, one of the biggest problems I see, um, I don't know if it's really a problem, it's just an observation that is very obvious to me right now, is the fact that on Twitch you have usernames and on Facebook you have real names. Yeah. And I wonder if that means the audience that's involved is going to be less shitty or more shitty. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, well, yeah, what I was thinking about is, um, like, I don't know who's actually going to Twitch and scrolling through and like, oh, which, what stream am I going to watch? I feel like people yeah. usually find, oh, I like the streamer, I'm going to watch them. Yeah. Or the same with YouTube. So, like, that built-in subscriber thing that uh, Pat just mentioned, I think, makes a lot of sense because you'll probably get, like, the, you know, people from, like, their fan page or whatever streaming directly from that but you'll probably also get people who are just like their friends pop in or whatever and yeah 
or you know they get people uh through that like hostile audience kind of yeah. well you can do things like you can tag like if, if if alex and i do a stream or something we can tag each other i can yeah, yeah, yeah. tag him in the stream or vice versa and then all of our friends combined yeah being that in their feed so there are ways yeah. that you can get a pretty wide audience using facebook pretty quick if you do it right yeah yeah, like and, I think uh, the number of like times Facebook shows me videos that are not things like live streams that I would not normally want to see, like those those people opening up those oyster things and getting the pearls out and selling them to you. Like I get those recommended to me all the time, and I don't know why, <laughs> but you I know I can see of, that kind of thing popping up a I lot. Have, I have a lot no of, idea what you're talking about. It's, it's like it's <laughs> one of those like. MLM like like pyramid scheme things where they like mm. are trying to sell you like a number of oysters and then they open them for you and then there are these like pearls that they shoved in there because you know you're not guaranteeing pearls in most oysters but you know it's just it's I, unusual. This is this is maybe just a personal opinion. I don't know if I would trust Facebook as much as I trust Amazon. Like I know that's weird. It's because I'm a developer. I use Amazon services all the time, and I just know some weird horror stories out of Facebook. Like just the way they handle their data, the way that they handle privacy. Yeah. I would have some yeah, worries yeah. about Facebook just in the long road, especially if I were to be a streamer that had a successful stream. I don't know if partnering yeah. with Facebook would be as appealing as as partnering with Twitch and Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense, but mm-hmm. when you were when you were live streaming guitar pad, did you were your live streams like public? Could anyone watch, or yeah. was it just friends? Yeah, I put it public, and then um, I would get mostly people that I knew, but there sometimes people that were just random people would show up. Um, I don't know if they were all they were friends of friends, or if it was they like because it was public, it was showing up places. It shouldn't have showed up in random people's streams unless I was paying for it. It's like yeah. you have to pay for placement on people's feeds that aren't just on your friends list or on friends of friends lists yep but uh yeah but by the way sam can i inject one other piece of news that's kind of rumor news oh definitely uh apparently well we saw it um earlier this week atlas put out some kind of survey asking if they would like to see uh persona (laughs) games coming to the switch or other platforms such as pc Atlas, no, fuck that. Make no. some more money, please. Keep it off my platform. <laughs> PS4 only. Yeah, seriously. No, PS3 only. You know there are people who are answering like that, though. Oh, whatever. I mean, there <laughs> are, but what percentage? Oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying like it's a, but there are people who are saying, no, Fine, fuck that platform. There's any reason to put this off. Push yeah. Persona 6 off until <laughs> <laughs> or Persona Five off, I'm saying, and Persona Six off until they uh, release it on, uh, on on Switch. If they uh, re-release Persona One through Five on Switch, I would buy them all at full price, and I would replay yep. them all. Yeah, yep. same. If they did, yep. oh man, if they did like the Persona Three uh, portable kind of treatment to Persona Four and Five, where you can play as a female lead, that would be amazing. Yeah. Isn't I, I would the- that. What not the thing in Persona 3 like a different like part of the game though or like a different thing or is it just the same game with a it's, different It's from the start if I remember correctly. I played about okay. yeah. The yes, portable edition has some differences in the in the core gameplay from the original mm-hmm. but the okay. storylines aren't necessarily different at all. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the same from the start, but there is a load of extra content in FES. Uh, I've got a news story that I, is notable. Um, Paragon, Epic's free-to-play, yeah. eventual free-to-play MMO has been uh, canceled. It was in early access on PS4 and PC. I don't think it was on Xbox. I think it was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, it was. And uh, they have announced that it will be shutting down in March, April, maybe. But uh, notable, they are giving people who bought, I think it's only like, bought things in-game, full refunds. Uh, yeah, interesting. Good for them. Yeah, they should. Uh, yeah. Um, but you compare that to Marvel Heroes shutting down at the end of last year and people having that would have been out on console for like four months or something. And people yeah, I bought that able on console. To get, I bought able to get, yeah, not able to get any refunds for like buying currency and characters and stuff. It is what it sounded like. Uh, I didn't follow up on that, but that's that's a good move. Uh, interesting that Epic is, feels they're able to do that. I guess they have ten cent money behind them. So, so but I, I think they have Fortnite money. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think so it's one hundred percent Fortnite. But the part of Fortnite that has people buying it is free to play, or like playing it is free to play. Yeah, you can buy stuff now. You can buy battle passes, and they only last a couple months. I think that they're getting a lot of money on those. As someone who purchased the current season battle pass a few days ago, they last exactly one. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Fortnite Battlegrounds, I didn't talk about what we're playing. It's actually pretty pretty fun. I really like it, yeah. Yeah, Jessica and I have played probably yeah, we've played probably like forty, fifty rounds overall. It's pretty good. It's It's way different than PUBG. PUBG. Yeah, it's way different. It's way more arcadey, which is a good thing. But it's more like chill. Like I can sit I can come home from work and play that for an hour or two and not like when I play PUBG, it's just such a great game, but like I feel like my nerves are shot by the end of it. It's not relaxing. It's yeah. not like it's not something I can wind down with. But Fortnite, totally. It's just like, eh, who cares? Everything's a lot more forgiving. But yeah, rip Paragon. But anyway, it's too bad that game was really cool. It was a MOBA. It was like kind of like uh, like a third person. It was Smite. Uh, it's kind of like Smite. Not as good as Smite. I love. I'm. I don't think we've been over this. I love Smite like really intensely and Paladins. I'm like a very, very big high res fanboy and I have been since Smite came out. So uh but Paragon was very was different than Smite. It was a little more action y uh than even Smite was is. Um so it's too bad to see it go, but you know. I I only played it a little bit uh, right when it came out. Um I wonder if I can get a refund for just buying the game. I don't think so. I think it has to be for like in-game purchases. I, I thought I saw something saying that people who paid for founders packs were able to get refunds on those. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if I can do that, then uh, I'll try to get that like 20 bucks or whatever. Back. In V-Bucks mm. or Fortnite Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it, uh, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the uh, page here and it asks uh, what kind of card... Uh, they PayPal it to you. It seems like PayPal you your wow. refund. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool, dude. Sorry, I don't know what this just reminded me. Did you see HQ last Sunday? Mm, maybe I think yeah. I did. they gave they gave away twenty thousand dollars because it's the Sunday game, yeah. and they had yeah. seven winners. <laughs> oh, oh, I see it to the I end. Think, I, yeah, I, I think I saw that. Yeah, like everybody walked away with like two grand. It was crazy. That's great. Wow. 
Wow. I could use that. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'll pay for some more wedding. Yeah. <laughs> some of. Uh, speaking of paying for my wedding, there's, there's no good segue for that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I was say, did you score some advertiser? Great. Yeah. Squarespace. You sent you my yeah. PayPal. Everybody <laughs> type gaming fix into Blue Apron. Uh, you can't say that. You can't say that. Stamps.com. <laughs> We're sponsored just, by Stamps.com. <laughs> Now they're not going to pay us because you're giving them all this free advertising. <laughs> oh, damn it. It's okay. He's leading, uh, well, to, leading them to a fake address. It's fine. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> is the like, Monster Energy Hour. Uh, from, uh, you're doing it again. All of the stuff that he was working on. <laughs> you're gonna, I'm going to go buy stamps.capcom right now so, and then put it up. <laughs> <laughs> just a form to fill out with credit card information. <laughs> How much do you want to send us? And then just write the bottom blue apron question mark. <laughs> um, but unless we've got any more news, I think that's probably us for the week. So, uh, yeah. I do have one bit of news oh. that's really quick uh, and funny. It's two weeks into the Overwatch League and two players have already been fined. One for being a total asshole that will hopefully get dropped from his team um, for some homophobic shit that he said to uh, an openly gay player. Um, and then the other with just flipped off the camera when the stream went over his face. <laughs> <laughs> so really, well, we're off to a great start in the Overwatch League. Uh, one <laughs> deserved major controversy and then one guy that was just being a, being a dick. dumbass. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, again, speaking of being a dumbass... <laughs> That's a thousand dollars to get bigger, Sam! You can't charge me in dollars, son. Uh, George Carlin's seven figures to the US. show on TV. <laughs> uh, that'll be us, I think, for the week at Gaming Fix. Uh, we didn't actually mention at the top of the podcast that that's what we're going to be going with from now on. Yay. Um, Yay. We chose fix because it's kind of a nonsense word, but it's easy to tell people. Uh, so fix is spelled F Y for Yankee, and then X. Why are you trying to ruin the mystique? Oh, sorry. Fix is spelled however you want to spell it. <laughs> no, I mean, we don't want to mystique when it comes to people finding our podcast. I really like fix is spelled yeah. however you want to spell it. I want to just say that's a great tagline. But also, it's spelled a very specific way. <laughs> spell it however you want to spell it, but it is actually spelled this but, way. But it's actually spelled that way. So. Fix yeah. is spelled blueapron.com slash slash <laughs> <laughs> If we ever get sponsored, I want to make our PayPal, uh, our sponsorship code, either stamps.com or Blue Apron. <laughs> no. <laughs> whatever it is. That's what I want it to be. So it's like, go to stamps.com slash Blue Apron. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Squarespace.com slash stamps. stamps. They 100% have to use stamps.com. It's like... Nobody uses stamps.com. They are legally required to use stamps.com. If you send anything through the mail, you have to use stamps. I don't want to out this person too much, but uh, a (laughs) close family member of mine, and I got them into podcasts over the past few weeks, and I received a text message from them. Um, 
there was like one of the podcasts they're listening to. They advertised these Bombas socks, and and like I got a text message from him earlier this week that was like, "Fucking help me! I just ordered Bombas socks. What did you do to my life?" <laughs> He's now purchasing all the products that. Here's a we, need well, to, we need to stop talking about this. My 100% favorite tweet of last year was somebody tweeting, Wow, man, I feel like I'm two podcasts away from actually subscribing to stance.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, please visit stance.com forward slash blue apron. Please rate don't visit and... any website except for unofficial.unofficial.tk, which may change in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so rate and review us on iTunes if we're on iTunes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't gotten the email. Uh... I just Comment try bad com- I just try and make bad comedy for ninety minutes and then go to bed. Uh, Alex does all the actual hard work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, thanks for Alex. Um, we're going to probably stream some Monster Hunter. Uh, I'm sure Andre and I at least will be able to stream tomorrow because weirdly his evening and my afternoon line up quite well. Um, but yeah, so yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I have been Sam, and uh, you've been listening to some other people, starting with Alex, our technical director, uh, top dog. Stream master. Yeah. Uh, Google me and don't forget to clean your lint traps. <laughs> yeah. So fire has it. <laughs> and Allison. Hi. Uh, you can find me at meundies.com slash blue apron. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> Andre's just keeping it on the down low, but he's got a sponsorship from Sweet Garden. So. <laughs> Yes, I'm just personally sponsored um, from anybody here. Um, I think that I have to say, I think every episode of the podcast we've mentioned Dragon Ball, sweet, the Sweet Garden joke about HQ being sponsored, and uh, Danganronpa V3. Hell yeah. Every single week. <laughs> I normally uh, don't talk about Dragon Ball this much, but that game has me excited. I've been watching Super. It'll, it'll end soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do you, buddy. We'll continue to talk about Danganronpa V3 every week. Great. Yeah. I need to cut my fingernails, too. <laughs> and Andre, you're also on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I need I need to cut my fingernails, too. And you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw. A is a four. Cool, like C-O-O-L. And Erica? Um, so I'll be streaming uh, Yakuza 0 in about an hour on twitch.tv slash zupa dupa x-u-p-a-h-d-u-p-a-h um and yeah it's my favorite stream on twitch man it's great watch it yeah alex comes in like almost every day and he's just like oh wow my favorite twitch streamers are live right now that could be very antagonistic <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we've got Pat. Yep, you can find me on Twitter and uh, Twitch at JesterPC. I'll try to stream some of our Monster Hunter tomorrow if we do it. Definitely. And also you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Twitch and uh, everywhere with the same uh, I am SGCH. Those are my initials. And I won't tell you what any of them stand for. Um, <laughs> Samantha Geraldo Harriet. You're Perfect. 
uh, <laughs> and I'll see you guys next week. I forgot right. to say. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Charles. <laughs> okay, Cupid's Samantha. pretty cool. Samantha Geraldo, Charles Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have to go for real. <laughs> but uh, you guys can keep talking about your Blue Apron sponsorship. <laughs> Blue Apron slash stamps.com. Also, I want stamps.com to be written out in full text. Stamps, D-O-T-C-O-M. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. What if I could? Do you think you could buy stamps.com.com? dot <laughs> com? No, probably not. I guess That'd it's be... not available. I've already bought two URLs this week. I'm tapped out. This podcast is over. I, I assume the podcast ended when I when we said goodbye. <laughs> it's not over until we met Casper mattresses. Oh my god! Hey, <laughs> and Crunchyroll. Unlimited. Yep, anime. All the anime. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club. Harry's. Um, Hitch Fix. Stitch Fix. Dollar Shave Club backslash Harry's. <laughs> Stamps <Yeah>. dot <laughs> dot com is available. <laughs> no, but what about stamps.com.com? dot com? I don't know. It's tough. I can't there. see. <laughs> I'd like that to redirect to our website, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, great talking as always, and I will speak to you next week. Good night. All right, bye. Good night. Bye. 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 Good morning. <laughs> <laughs>